Mets Milk Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Evaporated Milk, Pet Milk, presents Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick LeGrand, Cliff Arquette, Elvie Allman, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie and directed by Max Hutto with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Does your husband use quite a lot of cream in his coffee? Many do, and cream costs money. Just the same, you want him to have what he likes. But do you know something? If you'd use pet evaporated milk instead of expensive coffee cream, your husband would probably like it even better. Lots of them do. You see, pet milk isn't like ordinary bottled milk. It gives coffee a wonderful creamy color and a rich, satisfying flavor. Yes, pet milk, good, sweet country milk that's double rich, is the perfect consistency for coffee. And how much does pet milk cost? Less than half as much as coffee cream. So try this easy, money-saving way to keep happy happy. Get pet milk at your grocer's. When Mrs. McGee of 79 Wistful Vista went shopping this morning, she made a deal with her husband. She promised if he'd stay home, she'd bring him a present. Well, he did. And she did. And here he is unwrapping it right now as we join Fibber McGee and Molly. Well, hurry up and open it. Well, what is it, Molly? What'd you bring? What is it? Oh, it's just something I thought you'd like. I got it at the bon ton and... Oh, boy. Just what I wanted, Molly. <laughs> I've been wanting one of these for years. Really? Gee. An erector set. Well, I thought you'd like it, dearie. Gee, this is wonderful. You can amuse yourself with it any time you have some spare time. Yeah. Like seven days a week from breakfast till dark. <laughs> I'd like to get at it right now, but I'm not going to have any spare time today, kiddo. I'm assuming a new position, kiddo. Well, assume it on the Davenport there. Hmm? Take the erector set with you, too, because I've got house cleaning. No, no, no. I mean, I got a new, I got a job to do, Molly, for a friend of mine that he's sick at the newspaper. Look, you know Aunt Jenny. Do you mean Aunt Sarah? No. The only Aunt Jenny I know of is the one who writes the advice to the Lovelorn column for the Gazette. That's the one, kiddo. That's the one. You're looking at today's Aunt Jenny. Me. What? Oh, no. Yep. Yep. And the regular Aunt Jenny is sick in bed. Oh, the... the poor dear. What's the matter with her? Well, he got his foot caught in the cuspidor at the Elks Club last night. <laughs> They wouldn't let him on a streetcar, and he had to walk home in the rain, so I'm taking his place because... Who are you talking about? Whose place? Aunt Jenny at the Gazette. The guy named Marty Lockbeeler. <laughs> Heavenly days. You mean Aunt Jenny is a man? Why, sure. And I'm taking his place today on account of... Look, a sweetheart. Do Mother a favor. Stay home and play with the erector set. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you worry, kiddo. I can handle this. And that reminds me. I shall need a good competent secretary on my new assignment, of course. I'd be happy to have you accept the job, Miss Driscoll. Well, I'm afraid I'll have to know more about you first, Mr. McGee. Tell me, sir, are you the sort of executive who expects his secretary to sit on his lap? In this case, Miss Driscoll, I'm afraid I am. Well, in that case, Mr. McGee, grab your hat. Let's go. Here we go. Right into the bridge.
of a newspaper office, McGee. Yeah. Pencil shavings all over the floor. The smell of printer's ink and old cigar butts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Newspapers are a great institution, Molly. Where would we be without them? Home working on that erector set. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's find out where the Aunt Jenny office is. I want to get to work. Let me ask this guy. Hey, Bud, can you answer a question? Indeed I can, sir. Any question at all. Good. I listen to all the quiz shows. Oh? <laughs> I want a razor and 12 blades on Strops the Music. Yeah. <laughs> well. Now look, Bud, I want to get to work if you can show me my office. I'm your new Aunt Jenny. Oh, well, I'm glad to see you, Auntie. Mother told me I had an aunt, but I didn't expect her to look like you. <laughs> no, look, I don't mean that I'm really... Mother said to me just the other day, Melvin, she said, you have ants. And I... Now, just a minute, sir. You're confused. No, I'm Kincannon. Melvin J. Kincannon. Yeah. Well, you're mixed up, Melvin. I didn't say I was your aunt. Of course not. As a matter of fact, he's my husband. Well, really? What an interesting relationship. <laughs> if your husband is an aunt, that must make your nephew's nieces. And your sister's husband's uncle's mother would be... No, no, no wait a minute. Hold, hold everything. Look, this is a very simple matter. There's a guy who writes a column on this paper, and he calls himself Aunt Jenny. Oh, that Aunt Jenny. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but he's sick today. Huh? You'll have to come back tomorrow. Sure, we know he's sick. That's why we're here. Certainly. While he's sick, I'm going to do his column for him. I'm Dublin, see? Oh, just glad I am to know you, Mr. Dublin. <laughs> ah, this pretty Colleen is Mrs. Dublin. No. <laughs> no, this pretty Colleen is Mrs. McGee. Mrs. who? McGee. Huh? I wasn't talking to you. She was too. She was not. I was too. Oh, oh for goodness sake. <laughs> Look, Melvin, this is stupid. I thought he was Dublin. <laughs> I am. Dad's read it. I want to get to work. I promised to do a column down here, and I'm not kidding about it. I'm really earnest this time. Well, I'm glad that's settled. <laughs> See, let me write that down. Ernest Dublin. Uh, hey, where are you from, Ernie? He's not from Ernie. I mean, he's not Ernest. He's McGee. Yes, my gosh. I asked you where my office is. If you don't know, say so. Let's be frank. No, you be frank. I'll be Melvin. I'll be Ernest. I'll be a son of a gun. I wish I'd stayed home. Where are you going now? I'm going out to the zoo, sir. Huh? Bear is having some babies, and I have to write it up. Is that your assignment? Yes, I'm a cub reporter. Good day. Billy Mills in the orchestra and a bushel and a peck.
Now, let's see. Dear Aunt Jenny, I am a young man, 19 years old. I blush very easily. How can I get a girl when my face is red all the time? <laughs> Signed, embarrassed. Take a letter, Irene. I'm ready, sir. Dear embarrassed, get yourself an Indian girl. <laughs> What's one more red face to her? Fine, <laughs> Aunt Jenny. Oh, that's good, dearie. That's good. <laughs> well, I just happen to have a knack for this sort of stuff. I yes, can... you I'll get it. Whistle this gazette. Aunt Jenny speaking. You say you wonder if you ought to marry again? On account of your children. How many you got, sis? Thirteen? <laughs> Sorry, you have the wrong number. <laughs> Well, you got another letter for me to answer, kiddo? I'm ready for anything. I'm ready. Hey, Jenny, can I have a pipe full of tobacco? Yeah. I was just... Oh. Hello, Molly. Hello, Eggface. What are you doing in here? Where's Marty Lockbeeler? Well, he was sick today, Dr. Gamble. McGee's substituting for him. Yep. I'm Aunt Jenny. I'm his secretary, Uncle Charlie. <laughs> what are you doing here yourself, Skin Pincher? We have all the newsboys we need, but if the splint business is too bad, I can slip you a couple of bucks and you can hawk your stethoscope. Don't worry about me, Cotton Brain. I merely happen to be the health editor of this newspaper. Oh. Very interesting work. For half a day a week, I just sit with my feet on the desk and tell people they'd better call on their physician. Ah, enclosing a business card when you answer, I suppose. Oh, no, that wouldn't be ethical. Oh, no. The doctor's union don't allow him to drum up business, Molly. He can only hint at it, you know, like having himself paged in movie theaters and walking along the street checking down a thermometer and spraying <laughs> himself with ether after shaving so he'll smell professional. <laughs> All stuff like that there. But no advertising. I can also sit in my office, and when people pass by, rap on the window with a pair of faucets. <laughs> I find that very effective, aside from a few broken windows. <laughs> no kidding, Prune Puss. Are you really acting for Aunt Jenny? Oh, he really is, Doctor. And personally, I think he has quite a talent for it. You know how he loves to give advice. You see, Doctor, I combine a great warmth of feeling for the younger generation with a mellow philosophy, a deep understanding of today's problems, and a broad tolerance for human eccentricities which go far toward where he go. Out. Hmm? He looked a little ill. <laughs> Better go see a doctor. Well, back to work, kiddo. Next letter. All right. It says here, uh... Yes? Dear Jenny. Dear Jenny. I am very discontented. Mm -hmm. I am a boy 22 years old, considered good-looking, mm -hmm. but I am not permitted to go out with girls or even leave our own yard. 
Do you think this is fair? That's pretty fair. I'll say it ain't fair. How's it signed? Number 246389, Alcatraz. Well, that's the kind of stuff that makes newspaper work so fascinating, kiddo. To an old newspaper man, hey, did you ever see him really print a paper? No, no, I never have, dearie. All I know about newspapers, you can throw under the rose bushes out in the front yard every afternoon and don't think they don't. <laughs> well, come on, baby. I'm going to show you about newspapers. I'm going to take you down to the press room. Now, this is going to be interesting. I've never seen Hi, Bertha. Hiya, boy. Mm. Hey, you got anything good in the fourth today? Huh? I blew the first three races, and now I'm strictly on hamburger for the rest of the week. If I don't hook me a winner in the next go. Oh, right. Uh, how's about it, kid? Well, my gosh, Bertha, I've been so busy today, I haven't had time to figure the horses. Oh, by the way, this is my wife, Bertha. Molly, this is Bertha. Hi, honey. Hmm. How do you do, I'm sure? <laughs> well, I'll go down and pump the circulation, boys. Yeah, pumping good. Uh, maybe they got a good bet on the fight tonight. Yeah. So long, boys. See you later, Mal. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that, for goodness sake? The society editor. <laughs> Come on, baby. Here's the press room. Right in here, the press room. Mm, heavenly days. I haven't seen so much machinery since you sat in the bathtub to take your watch apart. What you messing around in the press room for? Oh, I've got an ad in the Gazette today for pet milk, and I'm just making sure it's in every paper. Well, that's awful silly, Mr. Wilcox. If it's in one, it's in all. Well, I suppose so, but I'm a conscientious sort of fellow, you know. <laughs> What's the ad, Milky? Ask dear old Aunt Jenny, because he knows which side of his coffee cup his pet is poured into. <laughs> well, I wrote an ad about how wonderful pet milk is for babies. who have passed the bottle stage because pet milk helps build strong bones and sound... <coughs> I mean strong bones and sound teeth. <laughs> Why do they keep stopping the presses? Oh, that, that pet milk copy of yours is probably so nourishing the ad got too big for the paper. <laughs> do you think an ad like that is practical, Mr. Wilcox? What do you mean? Oh, I mean telling babies how good pet milk is for them and how it supplies the necessary milk minerals for good, healthy growth. And the vitamin D they need for health and happiness? My goodness, babies don't read the paper. Mm, no, but I... No, no, but their parents do. When they realize how many doctors recommend pet milk... <laughs> pet milk for both bottle and fed, bottle-fed babies and older youngsters, and the pet milk costs less than ordinary milk. That's why they... cold yesterday, but she's getting over it. Who is? Who is? My wife. Who said anything about your wife? <laughs> what did you say, pal? Ah! I can't hear you. Well, I've got to run upstairs to the advertising department anyway. So long now. Don't take any wooden nickels. <laughs> Where'd you say you were going? 
say you were going, Mr. Wilcox? Advertising department. I got to give them a list of fathers who insist on pet milk for their babies. They file those names under pet fathers. What that got to do with the advertising department? Those are classified dads. Oh. See you later. Come on, McGee, let's get out of here. Okay. I'll bet old Milcox gets a nasty note from the sponsor doing a commercial in a noisy place like that. <laughs> My God. Hey, hey, look. You see that guy over there? Yes. That's Braven Dyer, the puzzle editor. Puzzle editor? Yeah. Listen to him. He's doing a puzzle. Hey, jump in the lake. Get lost. Shut up. A puzzle? Yeah. You mean? Yeah. Crosswords. <laughs> Let's get back to work, kiddo. I want to get the rest of this copy out and get home so I can play with my erector set. Next letter, Miss Driscoll. Here you are. Dear Aunt Jenny, mm -hmm. I am a man 83 years old. I am not married. I drink, smoke, and enjoy life. I have no problems. Isn't it nice to get a letter like this for a change? <laughs> it's signed Happy. Yeah. <laughs> Take a letter, Miss Driscoll. Yes. Dear Happy. Yes. Signed Aunt Jenny. That's the kind of letters I like. Come in. It's Aunt Jenny here. <laughs> Wallace Wimple. Well, hello, Mr. Wimple. It's nice to see you. Hello, folks. It's Aunt Jenny here. <laughs> yes, she is, Wimp. I'm her. He's taking Aunt Jenny's place for today, Mr. Wimple. The real genuine Aunt Jenny got his foot caught in a cuspidor. Name your problem, Wimp, and we'll settle it for you. Well, every time I write to Aunt Jenny, Sweetie Face, that's my big old problem, <laughs> she gets the answers first and tears them up and makes me eat the scraps. Well, what can we do about it, Mr. Wimple? Would it be too much trouble after this to write my answers on rye crisp? <laughs> Happy to do it, Wimp. I'll leave a note here for Aunt Jenny. You got any other problems? Well, uh, I... It's hardly... I, I mean, it's so personal. Oh, now, come on, Mr. Wimple. You can tell us. Well, I have a question. <laughs> Since Sweetie Face started teaching knife-throwing to the Marines, I've lost the tip of my ear, half my mustache. Hey, hey, you don't have a mustache, Wimp. I don't? My goodness, I've lost all of it. <laughs> And I have knife holes in my two sweatshirts, one bow off my spectacles, several nicks in the back of my head. And last night, I got a knife blade right through the calf of my best pants. Heavenly days. And what is your question, Mr. Wimple? My question is, do you think she really loves me or just likes a moving target around the house? <laughs> Signed, Nimble. <laughs> The King's Men and Baby, Won't You Say You Love Me? I classify as being in that lovelorn group. My baby's gone and left me swimming in the soup. And so I wrote a letter to a guy I know who answers all your questions on the radio. I told him what I needed was some good advice. He told me what to do and how to break the ice. So baby, when I get you all alone someday, what that advice to the lovelorn columnist advised me to say. Baby, won't you say? 
promise not to ask again. That is, until tomorrow night. Oh, baby, I need you. Another letter, Miss Driscoll. Yes, sir. Or yes, ma'am. Yes, yes Aunt Jenny. Yes. Whom's it to? Senator Taft. Dear Anxious. <laughs> In answer to your letter of before the election, I'm sure she still loves you. Signed, Aunt Jenny. Who is she? Ohio. <laughs> you know, it's a fascinating business, kiddo. You know that? Dealing with human emotions is exciting stuff. I've given out some pretty sensible answers today, too, I think. Oh, today. indeed you have, Dibby. Gotcha. Like the letter from the man who just found out his wife poisoned her first three husbands? Mm -hmm. You know, I thought your advice to him was a little gem. I forgot what I told him. What did I say? I have the copy right here. Oh. It says, Dear Slightly Concerned. <laughs> Eat downtown. <laughs> Signed, Aunt Jenny. Well, I'll be glad to get this column out now. You know, I want to get home and get to work on that erector set. I'm glad you thought of that erector set because that's one of the... You wish to see someone serve you? Oh, it's Oli from the Elks Club. Hello, Oli. Well, hello, missus. Hello, McGee. What you doing here, Vulcan? Yep, I'm doing a special columnar stint today, Oli. Regular Hearts and Flowers column founder Marty Lockbealer is home sick with a cold in his head and is put in the cuspidor, and I'm Aunt Jenny today. <laughs> for Marty Lockbealer. Hold that again. Well, he's guesting, Oli, advising our correspondents on their emotional difficulties. While the regular conductor of the pillar is ill with a nasal inflammation and his pedal extremity confined in a refuse receptacle. So, uh, he's Aunt Jenny. Mm, I think I go out and come in again. <laughs> My gosh, he left. Man, hello, McGee. Hello, Mrs. That's <laughs> me, Oli. And don't tell me what you're doing, McGee. Who cares? <laughs> well, I care. I'm running the column. Into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Advice to the lovelorn. You got a problem, boy? Maybe <laughs> I got a problem, he said. When you work as a janitor, McGee, and you got four kids with 16 appetites, you always got a problem. <laughs> Groceries. <laughs> well, I can solve that for you very quickly. Just remember the old saying. If you can't make both ends meet, make one end potatoes. <laughs> Gosh, don't you get it, Molly? It's a very simple thing. Ain't fun. funny, Aunt Jenny. Ain't? <laughs> What's funny about meat at these prices? <laughs> My missus says if the kids don't slow up on the eating, some Sunday dinner they have roast chuck. You mean chuck roast? No, chuck is our red kid, the fat one. <laughs> <laughs> Since you 
you shouldn't, of course, but when she does that, little choke, he passes his third pork job right by. <laughs> Say, how is your wife these days, Ollie? Uh, feeling good, is she? Well, she was a little tired today, Mattis. We sat up all night last night watching radio. You mean watching television? No, we watch radio. Don't hurt the eyes so much. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you go to work, Mickey. I'll run along. I used to come by to pick up a copy of the paper. Do you like the Gazette, Ollie? Oh, sure, Mattis. Yesterday, I took home six copies of it. Yeah? How come? They put your name in it? No, they put our garbage in it. <laughs> It holds plenty garbage. Oh, my gosh, I hope you're not figuring on using my column for something like that, because by... Oh, no, McGee. I make promise right now. If you write a column in today's paper, I don't use it to put in garbage. Well, thanks, Ollie. I appreciate that. No, that's okay. If the Gazette has your column in it, that's plenty garbage for one newspaper. Well, so long, Mrs. So long, Yenny. This isn't getting the garbage, or the column finished. Well, I think we've done enough stuff for one day, Molly. Those last two letters ought to fill it up okay. You know, I'm wore out, kiddo. I don't blame you. After a hard day like this, mending broken hearts, guiding the destinies of thousands of readers, shaping the lives of millions. So, let's go home and play with the erector set. Yeah. Just for fun, I'm going to look over some of Marty's old letters and see how he'd have solved some of these problems. I bet I'd done as good a job as he could have. Well, here's some stuff he answered yesterday. Oh, McGee, don't bother with that. Let's go home. No, let's only take a minute. I'd like to compare them. Now, here's one. Listen. Dear Aunt Jenny, my husband is a wonderful, sweet person, but he's always into trouble. He sticks his nose into other people's business and messes things up every time he goes and goes and says, signed, worried. Mm-hmm. And here's the answer he said. See how it compares with mine. Dear Worried. Obviously, your husband has never grown up. He sounds like a meddlesome jerk with too much time on his hands. My advice to you is buy him an erector set and let him use it. Erector set? Did you... Molly, is this... I mean... Yes, sweetheart. Oh. Well, come on, worried. Let's go home. Fibber and Molly return in half a minute. You often hear people say it costs a lot to raise a baby. But remember this, it costs less to raise a baby on pet evaporated milk. That's true, because pet milk costs less generally than any other form of milk. Yet, no milk is more beneficial to babies. In pet milk, you can be sure your baby gets the milk minerals and vitamin D needed for building sound teeth and bones and for making sure, steady growth. And pet milk, the first evaporated milk, is always safe, always easy for baby to digest, and always the same uniform richness. For years, doctors have recommended pet milk for babies who need to have milk from a bottle. Ask your doctor about pet milk for your baby. director said is wonderful, Molly. Yes. Uh-huh. So far, I've built a dump truck and two George Washington bridges and... What you doing? Writing a letter. You want to hear it? Oh, sure. Dear Aunt Jenny, 
I bought him the erector set, like you said. It is now past midnight. How do I get him to go to bed? <laughs> Signed, still worried. Oh, good night. Good night, all. The first evaporated milk, pet milk, brings you Sibyl McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you?